All right, well, uh, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you all here this morning and uh, sharing God's Word together. Um, just back there, just uh, uh, getting ready for this, just um, like, come over me like, what a, what a great experience to be able to come up here and just um, to discuss, to talk about, um, like, in, in some ways, like the greatest love of my life and, and to be able to share God's Word and be able to um, sit up here and, and talk to you guys and, and just... Um, Hopefully that uh, the spirit over uh, floods us today, and um, we just see more and more clearly each and every day. So um, we're going to be uh, finishing up the sermon series uh, today, like Chris was talking about. And uh, the sermon series today is going to be um, in this relationship. Um, I, I titled today as, as I was preparing, it's, um, are, are we clearly in faith or are we clearly in doubt? So this, this 2020 vision um, stuff that, that we had talked about. So the first of the year, we have this play on words of uh, um, the new year, um, year 2020. And we talked about 2020 vision, um, the clarity in, in our vision on Christ, the clarity of, of where we're at. And we've, we've seen as we've gone through this, just different characters of the Bible, um, different things that we're using. Um, last week was, a, uh, or not last week, when I, when I preached last, it was uh, talking about um, like that relationship that we have with ourselves, the, the fight that we have amongst ourselves. And, and kind of that goes on today a little bit. And we're going to be talking about um, our faith in Christ and, and some of the doubts, some of the things that we, um, we fight with. <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, uh, what I'm about to tell you as far as getting prepared for this, like I think we all fight with some of these things. Um, we all have fears. We all have uh, things that we fight with. Um, we have in this world today um, uh, a lot of the same things that have been going on, but um, I think they seem more real to us because we're here and now. Um, we've got the, the political um, stuff that's going on. You know, we've, we've got Trump in one side and we've got this Pelosi thing, all these different things. And, and it seems like just everything's so divided. Um, and, and we have this, um, this fear in that. It's like, where are we? Where, what's going on with our country? Um, we have the other spectrum where, where we hear every day almost this, this global warming stuff and, and the world's coming to an end and all these different things that are just going on. Um, we have this, this mentality of fear that's always coming on. Um, we have the fear of our health. You know, what, what is that, that bump I've got or what is that, um, this cough I'm getting? Um, is our health, our, our health, we fear like, oh man, am I, am I gonna be hurting? Um, some things like that that go on. Like we have some genuine fears. And so as I was preparing for this and, and um, living among you guys and, and, and just going through some things um, ourselves every day. A phrase kind of come that was given to me. I didn't read this phrase. I, I think it was uh, just something that I heard in, in my heart. Like, and, and it's kind of where we're going to be walking through um, if we go back to it. And, it. and the phrase come up with was, ultimately, what we have our faith in is ultimately how we live. And ponder that thing for a minute. Like, ultimately, what we have our faith in is ultimately have, how we live. So if our faith, our trust is in our health, we're going to represent that. We're going to re-represent, um, uh, like, are we, are we living in goodness or are we living in badness? Money. Um, is our faith in money? Um, as long as I can pay my bills and I can provide shelter for my family and this, that, and the other, um, I'm, I'm doing fine. Um, acceptance of others. As long as, uh, you know, uh, preach a good sermon, everybody's happy with Tony. Um, I'm, uh, my life is going well. Those, those type of things. Um, relationships, 
Um, we all have relationships and how those relationships are. Like, you can just see ultimately what can bring us down and what can bring us up. And so we look at that and, and we can say that we have faith in certain different things that, that um, can tear us up. And ultimately that's kind of where we can start to live or how we live. We can see where our lives go, um, go because of that. And, and that's kind of where we're, we're going to be walking today, is this faith, this doubts that we have. And we're going to look to Scripture a little bit, and we're going to give some a, an example and set us up to... Um, the disciples had done the same thing. Um, they, they were challenged with some things, and we're going to look at where their faith was at at this time. So, um, if you will, uh, as I'm preparing, will you please turn to Mark chapter 4, and we're going to be looking at verses 35 through 41 this morning. Uh, sorry, Mark chapter 4. And it'll be 35 through 41. So uh, Jesus has uh, been doing his ministry. Jesus has been sharing the gospel um, uh, among uh, uh, the people. And, and what we got going on here is it's toward evening, and um, he's getting into a boat. And uh, they're, they're um, going to the other side, and we also have a crowd that's in a boat. Um, wouldn't be surprised if it's, um, so you got the apostles, and then you've got um, disciples that are following. And so it we, we, sounds like we've got quite a few people that are going to the other side here. And so Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41. And, and I'll be reading now the NIV. It goes, the, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was, in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall come up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So we look at this story, and we see that they got in this boat, and they're going to the other side. Now, now put yourself in a little bit of a context here. We've got these, um, the apostles, that a lot of them were fishermen. A lot of them was familiar with... Um, um, operating a boat, um, being in a boat, and I'm, I'm sure they've seen some storms in their day. And so, um, you know, off in the horizon, maybe a storm was coming up. I, I don't quite know, but it, it doesn't seem like, like it was no big deal. They were still on the water. And as we all know, um, maybe all, uh, if you've been on the water on a boat, like if you've been to Lake Powell or even Schofield, anything, like it can just come up out of nowhere. And, and, and things can change in an instant. Um, the weather turns and, and things can get scary. And I get the impression that, so they're, they're qualified, they know what they're doing on a boat, and, and here comes this storm. And, and I'm sure that, um, you know, one's trying to man the, the sails, the other one's trying to maybe run around, help man the sails, um, get the boat steered in the direction to, to go into the waves instead of the waves coming to the side. You've probably got a few of them that are dumping out the water, um, trying to keep afloat. In the meantime, through all this chaos, you've got Jesus and he's sleeping. And I'm sure they're looking at him as they're dumping the water out and trying to run around. They're like, man alive, what is going on here? We're dying. We're, we're sinking here. And he's up there sleeping. 
And I think finally they just come down and they said, teacher, like they wake him up and like, don't you care if we drown? Like you're not even helping. They, they don't call and say, hey, can you give us a hand? It's just like, what is wrong with you? Like you're not helping us right now. And, and Jesus wakes up and he gets up and he rebukes the wind and the waves. Quiet, be still. And everything just stops. And then he turns and he turns to his disciples and he says, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? So you look at this and you have to ask, like, what was their faith in on that day? Like you take a step back and like, what was their faith in? It almost seems like their faith was in themselves or that they could take care of this situation. And when they couldn't, like they become fearful that tomorrow may not come. So here they are in this here and now, and, and like their faith is in tomorrow's going to be here, life continues to go on, and as long as that's okay, it's all good. So coming down, talking about faith, seeing what, what possibly their faith is in, I would like to go over the definition a little bit of faith. Um, I'm pretty sure most of you know Hebrews 11.1, 1, um, where it talks about, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So faith is confidence in what we hope for. Hope, I had to go to that word. A feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. So we have confidence in what we hope for. Feeling of expectation, a desire for certain things to happen. What do we all like? Ultimately, hope for in these, in these, uh, in all times, really. Every day we get up, we see the world is broken. Every day we get up, we see things are fractured. Things are not normal. Um, deep down, we hope that the illness that is maybe fighting in our bodies would leave us. The disease that's going on, the the separation in in what we just talked about a minute ago, our government. We just want this stuff to, to come to an end. We want this, to, this fracture to be mended. And so we all have this feeling, this hope, this, this expectation and desire for things to be fixed. So faith is confidence in what we hope for. Like we have that confidence that Jesus will mend all this, that all this will be fixed one day. And assurance about what we do not see. We can't see this, but we're assured by it. We have that, that faith, that strength. And another type of definition of faith is a complete trust or confidence in someone or something. So in this case, we have a complete trust and confidence in Jesus, who he says he is, who he says we are, and how he loves us, and how he um, shepherds well. So as you go through this, I want you to keep asking yourself today some hard questions. As we see the disciples and what they, they struggled with, what's our faith in? Is it in tomorrow? Is it in our health? Is it in our money? Like, what is our faith in? What, what ultimately disrupts us to be shaken to the point that we kind of push God to the side and we don't trust what he says about us? We don't trust that he has our goodwill in his hands for us. 
and that we figure that we got to grab the reins back from him and start dumping the water out. Um, start running around like madmen and we just don't trust him. In the meantime, we see Jesus. He's laying in the boat. He's not stressing. In fact, he's sleeping. He has a calm about him. He understands God the Father has him. Like, do we catch that with our own lives? Do we catch that we sometimes run around with our head cut off and we're, we're dumping the water out and we're showing really what we have our faith in? In this, another question come up. So we're talking about faith. We're talking about all these things, about how our trust in God is. Why do we trust in God? Um, if someone off the street come to you, an atheist or a non-believer of some sort, and they just point blank, you know, was talking to you, why do you trust in God? How do you answer that? How would you answer that? That's another question I'd like you to think about this week. Is, is what's your faith in? And, and, and if you say, God, like, why do you trust in God? Where did that come from? Like, I hope it comes from, from, from truth, from reality, from what's going on. Like, it isn't just this, um, you know, what worked for me type of phrase. Um, and, and you stand back and you expect everybody else to say, well, I guess if it worked for him, it ought to work for me. Like, no, like, people don't. And so we don't want to go down that road. Like, this is, it worked for me. Um, we want to have something that, that backs up. And man, we, we've got more than, than maybe most of you know. So I'm, I'm going to just go down a little bit of a road to, that um, God walked me through this. Um, so why do I trust in God? Where, where does some of this come from? So um, most of you know my background, but maybe some of you don't. Uh, my background is uh, for 35 years. Um, I had a Christian background, but that was about it. I knew of Christ. Um, I knew some, some laws, some teachings, this, that, and the other. Uh, my mom and my wife was very good in, um, in, in walking me a, a little bit through that. But I can tell you right now, my, um, my relationship was not a relationship. It was just do's and don'ts. Um, I figured one day that I would get my life together. Uh, one day that I would um, figure out how to not sin no more. One day I'd figure out, um, you know, I remember talking to myself a little bit in high school. Man, if I can just get out of school and get back to a job, or get a job, and I get out of this culture, everything will, will, will line up and I, and I won't sin no more. I'll be able to uh, make myself right with God. I remember these things. Well, thing after thing comes up, and, and, and of course, uh, <laughs> nowhere near perfect. Nowhere near could I get to be that way. But this was my fight. This was, uh, this was it. Um, in a constant battle of, of guilt, oh my word, I sinned again. Oh my word, I lied again. Uh, all these different things come up. And so this, this faith, this um, Jesus fellow was just so distant from me, just so far away. And, and I'm like, and, and anyways, that, that's where um, my relationship was. Um, moving on to, um, it was probably about seven, eight years ago, um, had a horrible problem with uh, anxiety. I didn't know that at the time, um, but I really thought I was having a heart attack, an honest-to-God heart attack. Um, over and over and over, I went to several different doctors, and uh, uh, they said, your heart's fine, but everything's fine, and, and they had the, the audacity to tell me I had anxiety. What is wrong with you? Like, I am fine. Like, and uh, some of them would even say, do you listen how, listen how fast you talk, Tony? You're anxious right now. 
Um, anyways, uh, I, I do fight with that, you guys. I do fight with anxiety. Um, I overthink the world. I overthink things. Um, it's, it's a, I guess sometimes can be good, but most of the time, boy, you don't want to be in this head. Um, things are always going on. Uh, any, anyways, during that time of, um, of chaos, um, I was like, I'm dying. I need to figure things out. And uh, I need to figure out if this Jesus guy is real or if someone else is real or whatever. What goes on after death? So um, I start down this road. I start down the road of, um, uh, I, I go to church. Um, eventually I'm led here and I'm eventually led to a person that poured into me uh, for quite some time, five, six months, of uh, just going over uh, scripture with me. And some things started to come up. Um, the Lord opened my eyes through Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Um, and it's all over in scripture, by the way. I'm just really dense. I'm slow. Um, this one finally beat me over the head, and the, or- the Lord was, uh, was kind to me and opened my eyes. And it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Probably read that several times. I've probably been told that several times. Um, the more I read scripture, the more that it's all over in scripture. Um, and here I was forever. Like, man, one of these days I won't sin no more. One of these days I'll, I'll be perfect. I'll, and, and like these weren't like that type of talk, but it's like that's honestly what I was feeling. It's one of these days I'll go through the day and I won't sin. One of these days I'll do it right. Um, ultimately, who was I was describing? I was describing Jesus. Not one of us is him. Um, we're all floating, flawed and broken. Um, so it, here it is. By grace you have been saved through faith. Through faith, Grace. We talk about that word a lot. It's a definition that I like to come back to. We have mercy and we have grace. Mercy is I wronged you guys. I come and I done something. I stole from you. I done something. You had mercy on me and you didn't call the cops. You let me go. That's mercy. After that is grace. So I wronged you. I stole from you. I took your car. Um, you caught me. Uh, you took your car back. Um, you didn't press charges. Afterwards, you, you've shown grace on me. You said, hey, why don't you come over and have dinner with us? Why don't you come over and we're, we're, gonna, um, we're not going to also not press charges, but we want to invite you into our home. We want to take care of you. Like, that's what Jesus did. Like, not only did he not punish us for our sins, he took the punishment for us. He just didn't let us wallow around in our ugliness. He says, now I want you to come home with me. I want you to come home with me. Like, that's huge. So, for by grace you have been saved through faith. All he asks from us is believe who he says he is. Walk with him and and just that faith. Like, he's got us. He has our best interest. Even when we're seeing all this ugly around us. All this nonsense, all this stuff, and we're getting bombarded with it. He has us. We have faith in that. We have faith that tomorrow comes, whether it's here or whether it's with him somewhere else. Like, and you start going down that road of faith, like the problems of the world start becoming less and less and less. Goes on to make sure that if I was, uh, if I didn't get it, he talks about that it's not of yourselves. He said it before, it's by grace you have been saved through faith, but he wants to be clear, like Tony. 
you can't do this. Like, that's a hard one for us to grasp, I think. If you really think about your, where you've been, where you've walked, from a small child, um, you go to school, you do this, 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 and this, you get good, great, good grades, you advance to this area. You move on to college. As long as you do this, this, and this, and this, you get a diploma. You move on into the work atmosphere. As long as you do this, this, and this, and this, you get a raise, you move up, whatever you want to call it. We're so entrained in this, this kind of <laughs> works-based mentality that it's hard for us to grasp that. All through our lives, we've been kind of infiltrated with we have to earn. We have to do these things or we are less than. If I don't do this, then I am less than this guy. What, what are you talking about? This, I have nothing to do with it. What? It is a gift. Surely, like, gift, like, yeah, I gave a gift and I kind of expect something back, at least a thank you. But man, if you break down a gift, a gift is something that is given to you with nothing expected in return. You give something to somebody and you, and, and you better be prepared for a slap in the face to a hug. That is truly what a gift is. Because if you do it in any other terms, it's not a gift. It's a trade. Again, for us thick-headed people, it says again, not of works. Well, God, I've been, I've been walking this whole life where, man, I, I want to succeed and how the world says to succeed you know, I, I really got to put in some time. I really got to step back and show my worth. We aren't, like in that regard, we are very unworthy. The only worth we have is through Jesus Christ. Lastly, if you really want to just send it home, Tony, because you're so thick, <laughs> lest anyone should boast. That means I can't go to God and stand on my merit and say, you know what? I went to church this many times, I gave this much, and that makes me uh, more holy than Chris, uh, more holy than Jessica. Like, no, 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 no. Lest anyone should boast. I can't boast on that. The only boasting I can do is in Jesus himself, on the love he has for me, and his saving me from myself, him saving me from my, my ugly sin, my destructive nature. He's the only person... That's the only thing I can boast in is Jesus himself. So this is the walk that Tony uh, was led to. This is the walk that started all this. Um, this. This 35 years of having a little bit, but I had the wrong person in mind. I thought he was this, um, do this or else. Um, you know, I can't love you. I can't even look at you until you get your life figured out. This was how Tony was for 35 years. And, and after 35, some things, um, the Lord started shining the light. He started opening my heart. So I come to this, and I'm like, wow, this, this don't sound like, 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 this is just different. This is not, not normal. Um, in that, my heart started to grow soft. I started to grow um, transformed. I started to see things differently. Um, basically, the, the spirit was starting to um, grow inside of me. But my overthinking, my, uh, my thought process, I still had to um, research, I guess. That's, that's the best word I could come up with. Um, I want to know where the Bible come from. 
Um, I wanted to know about Jesus. Like, for as far as I was concerned, it was all fairy tale. It was um, something that I had uh, attributed to um, the Easter Bunny um, in some ways, maybe uh, Santa Claus, stuff like that. Like, um, I didn't really know the background, where he'd come from. And so, um, just a little bit, just a teeny bit, because there is so much more out there. Um, the Bible um, is written by 40 different authors. Um, if any of you guys have heard about the Dead Sea Scrolls, um, that was life-changing in, in a lot of ways. Like, every time that something has come up to proclaim the Bible, you would think that it's just Christians that are concerned with this, that are there. Um, unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, you have a lot of people that want to squash this Jesus fellow, this Christianity. They look at it as foolishness. You have just as many people, if not more, trying to, aha, we finally can put the Bible to bed. I'm tired of this. So when the Dead Sea Scrolls were, were taken, like it, it brought up a lot of, of trying to um, squash things. And every single time that this stuff comes up, the archaeological evidence that comes with, with Scripture, like it, up, it upholds Scripture. It, um, it shows the divinity of Scripture. It, it, um, it makes us have something physically tangible to stand on over and over and over. Like, God doesn't call us to this blind faith that just says, um, it worked for me again. Like, there is things out there. You jump into the New Testament. So the Dead Sea Scrolls was the Old Testament stuff. You jump into the New Testament. Um, we have over 6,000 manuscripts of the New Testament. Um, that is mind-blowing if you take some of the old literature that we, we teach in schools today that we stand on. Um, that's a huge number to have. And so if there was this, this conspiracy that, that doesn't say today what it said yesterday, man, you'd have to have a lot of people in on this 6,000 manuscripts to go behind everybody and change the wording to make it match. Like, we can be certain what the Bible says is truth, is gospel. Um, there's been talks that even if you did not have none of the manuscripts, the old church fathers had that thing of they would take notes. They would do commentaries. Just if we took the notes, we could piece together 95% of the New Testament. Those are some huge things for a guy like me that really starts diving into some of this stuff. So I have my eyes being opened. I see how the Lord has brought some things to light. And then I come to, like Jesus. We're at year 2000. I guess 2020. <laughs> Anyways, 2,000 years ago, something happened. Um, that something that happened cannot be laid down, cannot be squashed, cannot be laid to rest. For the first 300 years after Jesus was, was crucified, like it was the Romans, the most powerful um, uh, nation at that time, they were trying to squash it. It was against the law to do anything with Christianity. It was a mess. If there was ever a time to crush something, to put it to bed, it would have been at its infancy when you had 12 apostles that were going out and spreading the gospel. It flourished during this time. And this is time when, I'm serious, you guys, when, when I say that people were lit up as tiki, tiki torches, this is some of the punishments that were going on if you even followed the way. The way meaning Jesus Christ. You were held on a pole and you were lit. You were doused in, in an oil. 
something flammable, flammable, and, and you were lit. Talk about fear. Talk about something you don't want to be a part of. And it grew. You can almost see the enemy putting everything he had into this to squash this, and it grew. We have it here today. What man-made thing, what hoaxy type thing that man could put together that is here as, as today as strong as it is here today? Like, talk about having something that we can stand on. Talk about something that we can show to people. This is why I trust in God. This is why I have faith in Him. We'll take my own experience out of it and how He showed me and opened my eyes. But here's all the evidence if you want. It, it is a big deal. So when Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him and He will make your path straight. <coughs> Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Have faith in what He says and who He says you are is real. And there will be some things that, that we, we don't understand. We don't always understand the suffering that goes on in this world. We don't. And to sit here and try to make light of it, I would be making light of the, of the situation of, of our feelings and our truth that we go through some tough times. I don't. I can't sit here and tell you every circumstance why the suffering happened. And I'm not going to try to. So I look back. I look at what happened. I look at everything that goes on. And I have faith. I have trust that when that boat is getting sunk and I'm bailing out the water thinking that I've got it all figured out, sometimes I just need to drop the bucket and get on my knees. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. Church, I can't overemphasize that this is not all there is. I think some of us, like the disciples, get wound up and in, 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 in we think this is all there is. Scripture clearly teaches this is not home. In Christ, tomorrow will come, be it here or somewhere else. And that should be great news. Now, is there pain? Is there hurt in some of the things that we go through? And do we care for others? You bet we do. But ultimately, God has us. Ultimately, He has our best interest in mind. And we need to remember that. I didn't know if I'd get to this, but uh, Matthew 7, 24 through 28 talks about what's our foundation built on. It says this, Therefore, everyone who hears the words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain come down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. It's a pretty good parable there on what we are building our faith on. Are we building it on him and his rock that nothing can shake that foundation? Or are we building it on that sandbars 
looks good. Everything's fine as long as the sun's shining. We got a little bit of a rain, but we don't have that flood that comes through. So everything looks good from a distance, but like when, 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 when it really hits, what is our foundation built on? Is it built on him or is it built on any of the other numerous things that could be listed? All the other things that could be listed are so, so here today, gone tomorrow. There's nothing eternal about them. So I ask for surrender to truly have faith in that. Jesus, Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Let's hold firmly to that faith. We don't have a high priest who's unable to empathize with us, empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet did not, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, though, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. We have a Savior that knows what you guys go through, what, what I go through. He's walked on this earth. He said, I will go among them. He stepped off the throne and he lived among us. He knows all the temptations. He knows all the pains. He knows the love and, and he knows what it is like you, you time and time again in scripture you see that the, the love that he has he knows it's tough he empathizes with our weakness I beg you to, to again surrender your life to have that faith in him and, and lastly before we close if you don't know this faith if you don't have this understanding that, that was talked about in Scripture today and, and, and we see um, the young apostles fighting with their faith, please reach out to someone. Reach out to me. Reach out to Chris, Dave. Anybody, just reach out. And, and let's just see what kind of discussion um, the Lord gives us through His Word. Thank you. Let's, let's pray. Um, Lord God, I, I thank You for Your Word. I thank You for... Um, opening our eyes, Father. Um, I thank you that, that we have so much of your word, Father, that is just shown to be you. Um, we, you just give so much, Lord. Help us in our times of not understanding. Help us in our times of the storms that come on, Lord, that we truly know that you have our best interest in mind. Please give us strength to love well. Please give us strength to just lean on you in all of this, Father. Lord, these battles that we go through, you know they're real. It's so easy just to say something and, and tell someone to do that. Lord, we, we, we just can't. We, we need you, Father. I pray that you would walk with all of us. In these troubles, and this chaos, and in anything that some of us may be going through, um, chaos that may be coming our way that we don't know, Father, that we are building on that rock, Father. 
In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen.